You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Search um, also on Twitter. We uh, the Edie Bellis handle at America's Canary is a great uh, news resource for you for all of these changes because we're constantly staying on top of all of these things. And another way to get in touch with uh, this particular program is just by going to Twitter and doing the hashtag America's Healthcare Challenge. And I can assure you, I don't think there's anybody else out there uh, doing that. So it's just our material. And because, frankly, nobody else out there is doing what we're trying to do. Joining us now here on America's Healthcare Challenge, Alan Hager, friend, uh, contributor extraordinaire on the program, here to talk about uh, some developments this week uh, relating to this ICD-10 stuff. I've got uh, about 3% left on my battery, folks, so you're going to uh, might be seeing me getting a little bit weird trying to uh, do uh, a whole program without notes after this, but uh, let's uh, before we uh, lose this power, we'll talk about and set the stage of this ICD-10 thing, but then maybe we could share some of these funny little things that we found on Twitter uh, to show folks exactly how big it is, I guess you could say. Well, thank you very much for uh, the invitation back. Always love coming on America's Healthcare Challenge and uh, talk about the issues uh, that matter to the American public and to uh, those of us involved in healthcare and healthcare reform. Uh, it's very important to the listeners that they understand ICD 10 uh, because I will tell you this from what I've been seeing ICD 10 went, the rollout went pretty smooth for the billers and the coders. But let's see what happens next week when those bills actually start to go out to the customers and the patients and actually see what happens when they, the patient, receives their bill and will they be able to tell what's going on with their uh, the cost. They might need to get in an FBI team uh, to help decipher some of these things because they are, some of them, quite outrageous. Well, and... You know, yeah, they went from about 17,000 codes to about 68,000 codes. And uh, it's been very interesting seeing what some of these codes are. Uh, so well, I look like we've got um, one just to kind of give you an idea. And again, the, the, the reason is I think they're trying to make this uh, more um, beneficial as far as gathering data and stuff like that to perhaps, you know, push more of evidence based medicine. But still, we have to poke a little bit of fun. At some of these, for example, W56.02XA struck by dolphin initial encounter, uh, which is also, by the way, different from being bit by a dolphin, which is W5601XA. Well, and I guess they're missing a dot. But, you know, I mean, we even have one here, a W55.41XA bitten by pig on the initial encounter. So those of you who are in agriculture, you even have codes to deal with uh, animal uh, incidents now. I can see how that could be beneficial because, like, maybe there's um, sort of a way to prevent uh, spread of disease maybe. Right, like and, 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 you know, we've talked before about these codes going from ICD-9 to ICD-10. It falls right in line, I think, with what we've been talking about with population health management, evidence-based medicine, quality of care 
and uh, data uh, management and business intelligence are becoming big uh, things inside the healthcare industry because you have to have an electronic health record. And if you don't, you end up either closing your shop or uh, going to a hospital-based system so that you don't have to uh, manage your EHR because there are big costs involved in that. And one of the costs I saw was about $150,000 for the year for an independent physician office to be able to manage their own EHR system. So from my perspective, as I've said multiple times on the show, I think with ICD-10, high tech, uh, the Affordable Care Act, you're going to see the death of the independent practitioner. We've talked about this before, and I was actually talking to somebody else who's uh, been a contributor on the program, Adam Matar from Matar Pacific, uh, yesterday about his thoughts on uh, he's in the uh, medical office space industry building these types of facilities. And we wonder if uh, the days of having these uh, multi-practice people in an office, you know what I mean, a group of uh, maybe specialists and then some general people, are are those done? I mean, are they going to just be completely employed by the hospital? Well, I think uh, from a cost perspective, yeah, I don't don't see – how uh, you're going to be able to keep a multi-specialist practice open when you're looking at all the different costs for your EHR that you have to maintain to be able to meet meaningful use, to be able to meet ICD-10, to be able to meet high-tech, which is a whole series of technology laws that was put into effect under the uh, uh, stimulus package, which kind of went under the radar, I think, but if you listen to America's Healthcare Challenge, we've talked about that on multiple times uh, throughout the show, and we probably should at some point in the future talk about high tech and give you a primer and a brush up on that because there's a lot of things there that have changed the way uh, IT functions in the healthcare space. And those issues also again affect this Affordable Care Act information report as well on what employers can and cannot do when they're filing it. Here's one that I thought was interesting. Struck, oh wait, I already said that one. Unspecified space, accident, injuring occupant, but it was an initial encounter. That's one of these on the list. Right, and uh, so you take these codes from 17,000 to 68,000. Well, what does that mean for you as a customer? Well, one, I think it means that you're going to probably understand, you might be able to understand, understand your bill a little bit better. But I still think that if you don't understand your bill or if you have questions, you need to contact the billing provider uh, for a full accounting of their uh, charges, you know, because at the end of the day, you don't want to be paying $500 for, for uh, you know, a Tylenol or $1,700 for a gown, you know. Um, so at the end of the day, you need to be asking those questions. Um, you know, again, it comes back to patients. uh Asking the right questions, you know, a little bit of analysis uh, showed that one in four doctors uh, weren't ready for the transition. So there's still about, uh, you know, 25% of the population of doctors that may still be in the independent practice that don't have EHR, don't want EHR. Well, what does that mean? That's probably going to mean their facility is going to close at some point, which if you're aware of the doctor shortage already and you add Doctors uh, getting out of the practice just because they don't want to do it, you're going to uh, see 
uh, costs go up and time frame in which it takes for you to get in go up. But this is an interesting one. Sucked into a jet engine, initial encounter. Is there a second encounter if you get sucked into a jet engine? Uh, you know, that's hard to uh, imagine. You know, there was an article, and I think it was uh, Fierce Health Care, uh, the 16 most absurd ICD-10 codes. Uh, I saw that on Twitter uh, this week, um, and Sean and I have shared some of those with you. Um, and so, uh, yeah, you know, I think for me, uh, the most important part of ICD-10 is the fact that the hospital experience uh, wasn't truly impacted. Um, and, you know, from all reports, it was a non-event like Y2K. Right. And I know people were stressing about it earlier. Just like I would be stressed if I was struck by a turtle, uh, initial encounter, another one of these codes. Right. And... So, you know, from my perspective, and, and I talked with lots of different friends of mine who are uh, in healthcare uh, all across the country, and, and it seemed to be a non-event, uh, which, you know, is, I am so glad that it wasn't as drastic of an impact as, as you, know, you know, 30 or 40% of the physicians thought that it might be, uh, and, you know, talking with patients that didn't know anything about it, you know, some of those things, uh, some of the patients were, were terrified that they wouldn't be treated or they would be mistreated or misdiagnosed. And so uh, I think at the end of the day, you know, the big fear is physicians and they're getting their payment. So when those bills drop, we'll see what happens here in the next few weeks with, as, we, as we move forward on that. You were on one of the programs, um, season two of America's Healthcare Challenge. Essentially, we're on season four. I think we're just going to do like an on-demand House of Cards type of thing. It's just like here's the season. So that's what we're doing right now. But do you remember that person that called in and was talking about uh, how they got misdiagnosed because of, remember the segment, uh, R-E-M-R is the answer? Yes. And we've talked about, and, and as Sean alluded to, we talked about R-E-M-R is the answer. Um, you know, and what all the research shows is that EMRs are not necessarily the Electronic answer. Electronic medical records. Right. Uh, EHR, EMR are not truly, are not all that they're cracked up to be. Um, they cost hundreds of millions of dollars to implement in large hospital spaces. Uh, thousands, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars for your smaller hospitals. Uh, and can some of these hospitals actually afford that? And what are you doing with the information once you collect that data is very important because if all you're going to do is you just use it to bill, is it really valuable to you as a provider in the evidence-based medicine uh, space to, be provide, to, to do EHR? Is it worth patient safety? Is it worth patient care and what i mean by that is is it worth creating more time for the doctor or the nurse to be behind a screen and not necessarily treating a patient but actually documenting what it is that they do right exactly we're going to talk about um some of the winners and losers how about that next right segment. yeah let's, let's talk do that. About that like i'd like to 
take a moment to uh, really segment this for you so you understand who really is winning in this and who isn't lo- losing. And you're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. I kind of wish I had my title belt so I could hold it up as I listen to, like, uh, you know, the Hulk, Hulkster and his theme music. But uh, is he a winner under this system? I don't know. He's, he's an out. We'll find out, right? We'll find out. Right after the break. 